a tremendous weekend. I think there'll be a lot of eyes on what happens in the NFL this weekend because there's no other sport. There's, in, there's, there's nothing. There's, there's no nothing. This athletic feels like a live sport. Yeah. No, it feels like <laughs> a live sport right now because there right. is no other sport on and. I agree with you. I've got my kids downstairs playing video games. I threatened them within an inch of their life not to download any big files for <laughs> the next hour while I'm online. So uh, they know not to come anywhere near my bedroom door because I'm like holed up in my bedroom. But I kind of like it. I got all my screens. I got my phones. I got NFL Network. I think usually it went, it's it's just so strange to me, Johnny, that a few months ago at the NFL Combine, we had no idea that with the COVID-19 pandemic that we would be in this situation that the draft would be conducted like this and usually this time of year me and you are sitting in that 100 concourse level in front of a bunch of fans that are starting to pile in for the draft party we've got our nfl network we're watching uh the red carpet arrivals we're commenting on player fashion choices uh Mm -hmm. but tonight you know the coverage is going to be so different too because these players are in their individual homes. I, I don't think they can have their big parties. They might have have like one or two family members, uh, but no shaking hands, no hugs with Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell's in his basement um, with a what I think is a pretty nice setup. He may decide to do this long-term, but the coverage itself is gonna be so different. And not to mention the general managers and the coaches, what they're gonna be doing tonight. I, I love the fact that Roger Goodell is down in his basement because it's every person's <laughs> Uh, you know, retort back to a blogger. Oh, you just did that in your mom's basement. <laughs> it's like the, the NFL commissioner, the highest paid commissioner in all sports, can be doing it from his basement. I absolutely, I, I love that. I love that part of it, and it'll probably have a little different feel. Uh, I I retweeted a video I saw. I think it was on the NFL and ESPN. Uh, Tristan Wirfs, who's the the top notch tackle from Iowa, who is just an incredible athlete. He rolled out a literally a red carpet out of his house, wherever he lives in Iowa, roll it out. And then he stood at the end and he had his mom walk out and let his mom walk the red carpet. And then he gave her a bouquet of roses at the end. And I was like, that's that's good stuff. And I think what what this is all done in some sense, DP, is it's kind of forced a lot of us to tap into creativity. Like, how are you going to do this? You know, this mm. is the way it's always been done. You have a draft party somewhere and you do and, and it's forcing people to be a little bit creative. And some people love having the opportunity to be creative. Some are like, I'd rather just go back to the way that we normally do it. And hopefully in 2021, we can go back to the way that we normally did it. But maybe we'll make some changes through what we've been going through uh, with everything that's happened over the last six weeks or so. But uh, I'm excited for tonight. I know there's been a lot of rumors about the Texans moving up mm-hmm. into the bottom of that first round, but. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. I just don't, I don't see the value to the Texans unless there is a, a top 10 player that has just fallen for some reason. And then if he's fallen all the way down into the, the middle twenties into the early thirties, then you start wondering, okay, well, what's wrong with him? So I don't know that I like completely buy all that, but we'll see what happens here in the next few hours. Well, let's get right to it. I uh, The report that you're referring to, I, I think the first person that I saw tweet it was Diana Rossini of ESPN. She tweeted yeah. just a few hours ago, quote, I'd file this in the category as right on brand. I'm told the Texans have called some teams to trade up into the first round. Bill O'Brien never scared to make a trade. Hashtag Texans. And this is immediately after she had tweeted uh, that she was told the Tennessee Titans have made calls to trade out of the 29th pick. Teams they've called that we mentioned that we know Titans are looking to collect more picks 
in the next rounds. Now, do I think the Titans are going to trade with the Texans? No, because why would they no. want the Texans to get the guy that they want? However, there might be more than one team looking to trade out of that first round because they don't need uh, to get someone right then and there, but they'd rather have more picks for later. I'm a little surprised by this, Johnny, because I feel like uh, what can the Texans give up to move uh, into the first round? They've got they've got a pretty high pick in the in the second round, which is you know like a late 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 first round pick. But you're right, maybe right. there's a guy that they absolutely have to get. You had said a few days ago when we were on Texans All Access that you thought it was a possibility. Are you saying that that's less likely to happen? What today? I said on t- I said that what. You said that it was a possibility that the Texans could trade back up into the first round, but it sounds like you're thinking well, that that's no, likely no, no, not going to happen. No, no, no. What I, I, what I said was it's a possibility. I'm not ruling anything out. I, I, I won't rule anything out um, at all. My, my gut has told me all along that if the Texans did not pick at 40, that it would be going down. That's, that's what I have, have oh, thought gotcha. all along. Is it is it a possibility for them to move up? Sure, because they to get into 28, 29, 30, kind of where the Titans are and the Packers at 30, um, San Francisco at 31, Kansas City at 32, it's not a huge price tag to go from 40 to that spot. But considering the Texans have just seven picks, they have only four before the seventh round, I would think if anything – they would want to be able to add some add some players that they look at and maybe have specific ideas for the role they think those players can play down the road for them. So I would think, and I've always been kind of a trade-down, pile-up pick sort of guy. That's just always mm-hmm. been the way that I am. And maybe that's because I've never, ever looked at a team and gone, okay, that, that team is one player away. That team's one player away. I've never really felt that way. So I've always kind of considered moving down. Um, here's the other thing. To go along with that report, you and, and I, we like to go shopping, right? Now, there's a difference yes. between shopping and buying, right? Mm-hmm. We go. You can go shopping. You can go look and ask and try things on and then walk out of the store and not having done anything because you've done your due diligence. You've looked at that, that sports coat and you're like, uh, I, I got to try this on. I got to see, is it on sale? What's the deal on this? And, and, Oh man, Oh, this is a really good deal on this, but yeah, it just doesn't fit right the way that I want it. We we've all gone shopping. The ones you have to look out for are the ones in the times that you go buying. Now the Texans have definitely bought, uh, but I would think just doing your due diligence to see what it takes to move up, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that uh, at all. And I don't think it also completely and totally indicates that the Texans are going to trade. I think what Diane the tweeted that, it was, oh, it's going to happen because that's just what Bill O'Brien does. Uh, yes. I don't mm-hmm. completely buy that. I feel like it's more, hey, let's test the waters. Why not test the waters now? and see what it'll take, and then compare that maybe. You know, let's, uh, I don't know, let's call uh, who's sitting at 26. Well, Miami is because that's the Texas pick. Miami. Would have been the Texas mm-hmm. pick. Let's call Miami. Hey, Miami, what would it take for us to get from 26 to 40? Let's have, let's have a conversation. Uh, okay, well, it's going to cost this. Okay, hey, lock that away. Later in the draft, well, when you start getting around that, that, that pick, then maybe you call some other teams that are in the same area and go, Okay, hey, what will it take to move? And now you can 
comparing what the packages that you might have uh, to you might need to be able to move up. Hey, Miami only wants this. Uh, the Eagles want this. Um, the the 49ers want this. Hey, are there two or three players that maybe we can wait a little bit? Or are there a few players on the board because the quarterbacks and the tackles have pushed all these players down the board? That you're like, wait a second, they're like eight to ten guys that we have really high grades on. There's no need for us to trade whatsoever. So maybe we can trade down pile up a few picks and still get one of those eight to 10 guys that we like. So to me, it's all about doing the due diligence, which if I'm a Texans fan, the first thing I know what they're thinking is, Oh, he's going to trade. He's going to trade. He's going to trade. No, you have a, a coach and general manager doing the due diligence that you need to be doing. And if you're a fan of some other team and that team is not doing it at that point, then what are they doing? That to me, I heard that. And I that's, that's what hit me shopping and buying are two different things. And for the Texans and Bill O'Brien to be out shopping and looking and examining and doing due diligence, I'm fine with that. I just, yeah. I wouldn't be, I'm, I've said this before, DP, I would never be surprised by anything that happens in NFL draft, ever, ever. There's nothing that will surprise me. You can tell me the most outlandish thing, and I'll be like, <laughs> man, I, I, could, I could see it. So I'm, I'm not surprised by anything. I won't be surprised by anything. I won't be surprised if we're talking to a Texas draft pick tonight. I won't be surprised if we uh, you know, move up tomorrow from 40 to 35. I wouldn't be surprised if we move from 40 to 55 or whatever. So um, I just won't be surprised by any of it. My gut tells me that moving down is probably the better play given the value of the draft board and the players that the Texans have – needs that's what that's where it would match is to move down and pick up a few other picks yeah you mentioned Miami Miami's got three picks in the first round so I see some willing and dealing happening tonight don't know if the Texans will be part of that what about for future rounds the Texans have three picks in the seventh round uh you know usually they Bill O'Brien likes to make moves we know so if not in, in this first round and tonight do you foresee maybe a trade tomorrow or Saturday I could see it. Yeah. I mean, you know, with the seventh rounders, you know, you can package those seventh rounders up and maybe get to the, you know, top of the seventh or maybe the, maybe the very back end of the sixth. Um, You know, it would, well, wait a second. There's a lot of value in the seventh round. There is, but I think teams don't always quite look at it that way. By that point, they're looking for a specific need. You know, last year was Colin Gillespie for us in the seventh round. It turned out to be a, a a tremendous pick. Uh, and I hope he continues to add value to this team going forward. But I do think that they will examine every single opportunity to make this team complete, as complete as it can be going forward. And I think they will look at, you know, there's you know, 40, 90, 111, 171. You know, there's a gap between 111 and 171, so that's kind of where I looked. I was like, well, maybe they move 111 down. And then they pick mm-hmm. up, you know, I don't know, 139 and 150 in the process. So give up 111, and then that's their fourth-round pick they got from Miami in the Tunsil deal. And then there are two other picks they end up picking up along the way. I, that I could, I could see that. But I do think the Texans will make a trade. Last year they did not make a trade um, the entire draft, I don't think. That was surprising. I do think a trade will unusual. happen. Yeah, that was surprising. That was surprising. Yeah. I do think a trade will happen this weekend for sure. All right, so we so Drew Doherty puts together these mock draft surveys, and the latest one went up today. 
the last one before the draft, obviously, and five different players got mocked to Houston um, by two mock drafters. So they got a majority of mock, the mock drafters out there are saying pass rushers uh, for the Texans. Uh, your thoughts on uh, some of the guys that are being mocked to the Texans. What about for yourself? If you had to do a mock draft, who would it be? Uh, Iowa and Wisconsin, those two pass rushers, Epinesa and Zach Bond of Iowa, or of Wisconsin, sorry, are both the yeah. two most most mocked. And then Auburn's Marlon Davidson in the previous mock draft, whose name popped up again in this one. Well, I I believe it was uh, either Detroit or Miami. The way that I did my mock draft, I had Miami trading with Detroit moving up to number three. So I think it was Detroit I had taken Marlon Davidson at number 26. Davidson's Davidson would be the guy that I would want mm-hmm. um, out of that group because I think he gives you everything you want. You want interior pressure. He gives you that. He can play out on the edge. I think he's the kind of guy in the locker room the Texans would absolutely love. love. He is the... Uh, dependable, tough, smart all the way through. I mean, everybody wants to talk about Derrick Brown, um, and for good reason, but Marlon Davidson was his running mate, and those guys did a lot of different things. I would love Marlon Davidson, but Epines said Iowa and Zach Bond, they couldn't be more different. Epines is about 280 pounds, played in a 4-3, played a 4-3 defensive end, a lot like J.J. Watt did at the University mm-hmm. of Wisconsin. Epines was not, he's not, he, he's not fast, he ran a five flat 40 and I was talking with Ron and Clint earlier and they were kind of like, eh, I don't know. I'm like, this guy is a skilled pass rusher, extremely skilled pass rusher with a little bit of twitch off the edge for a big guy. Zach Bond's completely different. Zach Bond's about 237 pounds in that range is a three, four outside linebacker. That would be the definition or that would be his position. I think in the program, but he's, not going to be able to play on the outside all the time. Um, he's going to get knocked around a little bit. So you'd have to be creative with Zach Bond about where you would use him on first and second down or first down before you got into your sub package stuff. Once you get the sub package stuff, let him rush from wherever you want up down the line of scrimmage. He's going to create problems. But I just think from a three down standpoint, Bond's kind of, I don't know where you play him. You'll figure it out. But the thing is, is you have two guys already in BMAC and, and Zach Cunningham that play those off-the-ball linebacker roles, and that's probably where you would think about a guy like Zach Bond. The other thing is, with Zach Bond, you have a guy that has some blazing speed, and that's Jacob Martin. Now, I am of the mindset that the more speed you bring to the party, the better, but those are all different guys. Marlon Davidson's almost 300 pounds, can play anywhere up down the line. Epines is about 280 um, can play inside, outside, and then Bond, about 237, and just a blur off the edge. But probably is going to have to be a combo off the ball linebacker and then rush in your sub package uh, from an outside linebacker position. So they're all, to me, really good options. I, any of those are really good options. But in my mock draft at footballtakeover.com, DP, I went with a safety. I just, oh. I just felt like the value of safety at that point – I. I had Davidson off the board, I had Epines off the board, I had Bond off the board. So all three were off the board. So I, I pretty much looked at it and thought the best value to me at number 40 at that point is a safety. Uh, and I ended up going with Grant Delpit from LSU. That was the pick that I ended up uh, putting there because Delpit's number 40 in the Harris 100. I was like, well, this just seems like a good fit, so let's go with it. So those guys were off the board. Had they not been off the board, I probably would have gone with one of those three 
to the Texans at 40. But since they're all off the board, which I think they will be tonight by the time the Texans pick, that's why I ended up going with safety at that that's, spot. That's interesting considering the Texans have a lot of safeties uh, on their roster and they re-signed um, a few more this offseason. Let me ask you about uh, Espinosa. Just one more question. He models his game after J.J. Watt, and he played mm-hmm. under Kirk Ferentz, who I know Bill O'Brien has talked a lot about Kirk Ferentz. Um, I was coach. They have uh, ties that sort of date back. Mm-hmm. So any any is there anything that you could be that you could read into that? I know he didn't have a great combine. So is there a chance that he could slip into the second round? There is. I think for a lot of people looking for that elite skill set. But I always say this to people like, okay, so guy didn't run, you know, what would you expect a 285-pound guy to run, you know, four, seven, four, eight? Okay, so he's got elite speed. Like Henry Ruggs has elite speed. Uh, Makai Becton has elite size. I think A.J. Epinesa is an elite pass rusher just with his skills, how he uses his hands. Um, you don't have to teach him how to be a pass rusher. He's got a pretty good plan uh, already. Uh, and he's been very well coached at Iowa. So I think a lot of that is going to play in. And, and you bring up a really good point in that being Kirk Ferentz is the head coach at the University of Iowa. So that's a guy that I know that's, that certain NFL coaches, not certain, that all, a lot of NFL coaches trust the players they've gotten out of Iowa. They trust Kirk Ferentz because he spent some time in the NFL with Bill Belichick, with the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. So they know uh, what – Iowa player, they know what they're getting with Iowa players, basically. Um, and I think that's why Kirk Ferentz is so highly thought of throughout the NFL uh, for that particular reason. So is there a way that Epinesa gets the 40? Yes. I think that there will be some team that says, look, man, yeah, he doesn't run a 4-8. I don't know what J.J. ran his, but he doesn't run a 4-8. He would absolutely model his game after J.J. because that's the, the body style he has. So, yeah, you model your, your game after J.J. from that perspective. But he's skilled as a pass rusher to a point that you've got to have him on a field. If you bump him inside, he's got to rush against guards. I think he could win. He's not mm. going to be completely overmatched because he is 280, 285 pounds. So, Epines is there at 40. It would make some sense to me. There's no question about it. Um, the, only, the only question that I think teams are going to have is, is he a good enough athlete for us? Is that a bother for some teams? And some teams are just like, no, he's, he's not a good enough athlete. We're not even looking at him. Uh, and right, so good. you just have to deal with that. But I think for the Texans, they absolutely would, would, would take – it would make sense for them to look at it um, given the pass rush situation, or at least what it was last year. I think it would make for some great interviews afterwards if, if he does get to play on the same D-line as J.J. Watt. All right, Johnny, looking forward to hearing all 17 hours of Texans radio draft coverage. You're going to be on every <laughs> – single hour of it so i appreciate you joining us here for this preview i'm going to cut you loose so you can rest your vocal cords for a little bit and uh, get settled into your little lair and just have fun (laughs) i know this is really this is really your christmas easter halloween and everything all rolled into one so yeah but you know i don't have i don't have to work (laughs) christmas man i get to just sit back and football and basketball and and eat. I don't have to work now i gotta work my butt off this is not like christmas is like first day of spring practice maybe i don't know it is but we get to wear sweats yeah, I'm looking, so i'm, I'm not i'm not complaining about that this year <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate dp thank you all right johnny coming up next we've got john mcclain texans all access we'll ask john mcclain what he thinks about the rumors about the texans trading into the first round and also his thoughts on an unprecedented virtual 2020 nfl draft that's all coming up on texans all access don't go anywhere
This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial, or else. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this, and that player does that, and I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. For a winning feeling, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse in the Galleria. Indulge in prime steak and seafood, world-class wines, and exceptional hospitality. Looking for the ultimate game day experience? Host clients, alumni, and friends in Del Frisco's private Texans room. Watch your favorite team on a 60-inch television while surrounded by Texans memorabilia and seating for up to 14 guests. From extra fine touches to big screen touchdowns, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. Located at 5061 Westheimer in the Galleria. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. There's a lot of people saying getting that inside guy who can push the pocket is paramount for these teams that want to take a quick drop and get rid of the ball. So teams are going to look to get them. DP, in the first round, I look for receivers to fall as teams load up on offensive tackles, pass rushers, and cornerbacks. Yeah, I I actually saw that somewhere that they're expecting someone – predicted a run on tackles in the top 10 because so many teams need have a need for a tackle. Miami's in that top five, obviously, with their trades of Laramie Tunsil. They'll be looking at tackles as well. Um, and then the, the, with the, such a deep draft of wide receivers, we could see the, the receivers uh, fall a little bit later. Let me, let me ask you about something that Bill O'Brien said in his uh, pre-draft press conference last week. Uh, with the virtual offseason that players are having, rookies are not going to have the same opportunity as they normally have uh, to get on the field and get get their uh, practice, their OTAs. Are there c- certain position groups you think that are at more of a disadvantage than others when it comes to rookies and, and getting acclimated to the NFL? This year, DP, all rookies are going to be at a disadvantage. O'Brien said it's going to be a veteran type of year, and he's right. Um you ask anybody on 610 or any former player in the Texans organization, what would it have been like them as rookies if they'd had no rookie minicamp, no OTA, mm. no offseason program, training camp was cut in half, preseason was cut in half, how much would they have been able to do compared to what they did with all that on-field coaching? They're not going to have that luxury. So positions like quarterback – I'll be stunned if Joe Burrow steps in there and lights it up. Most rookie quarterbacks don't do it. No matter how much they give him um, virtual coaching, it's not the same. It's just not the same. So I think it's going to be tougher for positions like receiver. Receiver's a harder position. Uh, Offensive tackle. Some positions it doesn't matter, like running back, pass rushers, because the pass rushers are tall. When the ball snapped, get the ball. Go get the ball. But I think, I think that all rookies are going to be affected in a negative way 
And I think every, if a player starts slow, we shouldn't hold it against them because it's a sign of the times. You mentioned Joe Burrow in a little bit of a spoiler alert. Adam Schefter tweeted out that Bengals president Mike Brown already officially welcomed LSU quarterback Joe Burrow to Cincinnati on Wednesday, yesterday. So he sent a letter, amongst other things, to look forward to, quote, building championship football teams. He also sent number nine jerseys uh, to Burrow and his parents. Uh, John, what do you think of that, the fact that the first round, the number one overall pick is already out there? I saw some rumors that Cincinnati might trade down, but uh, it seems as if Joe Burrow is going to be a Bengal. Well, first of all, that's one of the worst pieces of news I've ever heard, considering everybody's had Joe Burrow to the Bengals for months. And uh, the fact that he's going, I'm watching today all these media people speculating that the Dolphins are going to get the first pick to get Joe Burrow. But Joe Burrow has, was going to be the guy going back uh, to their bowl game, when the national championship game, when he was so incredible. So uh, that's not news in the least. If they wanted to sign him right now, they could sign him. They could do anything they want. But uh, <laughs> now the question is, even Washington can't blow the Chase Young pick, and the Detroit at number three is where it gets interesting. Mm -hmm. I just want Detroit to take Jeff Okuda to the corner so I can get my first three picks right. Because it <laughs> might be the only three I get right. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, there's a lot of talk about Detroit being the one team that's going to trade out of that pick. John, do you think that's just a lot of smoke in the air and Detroit trying to throw some feelers out there? Or, or who do you think is going to be the first team to actually move from the original drafting spot? Uh, well, Detroit needs a lot of help. Okuda's the best corner by far. Uh, they've got to replace Darius Slay, their best corner. They traded him. It makes sense. Now, if they only dropped down, swapped with Miami or, say, the Chargers traded up, they'd still get a great prospect. But it depends on who they have. Yes. All right, looks like we lost McLean. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, Texans All Access got a lot more to unpack with John McLean, and we'll get to that right after this. Don't go anywhere. Texans All Access pre draft coverage right here. Touchdown! Texans Radio continues in a moment. Hi, this is John Weaver from Houston, Texas. We are proud to be partners with the Houston Food Bank in presenting Huddle Against Hunger, a free in-school curriculum designed to provide information on hunger and poverty for students from elementary schools through high school. Sign your classroom up today at houstonfoodbank.org slash huddleagainsthunger. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. For more information, visit houstontexans.com slash community. As the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, ubiitis, and more. Come and see us today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans. Hey, Texans fans, this is Drew Doherty with the Houston Texans. Texas Children's Hospital is proud to be the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and the local sponsor of Play 60. 
It's easy to make fitness fun when you start with the Texans. So join us for events throughout the year like the Houston Texans Kids Triathlon, Toro's Kids 1K, or the Junior Cheerleaders. Together, we're creating a community of healthy kids. To learn more, visit texaschildrens.org slash Texans. Already counting down the days until your next college football Saturday? Start planning your tailgate and prepping your face paint because the season starts right here in Houston with the Texas kickoff. Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels are set to take on Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears at NRG Stadium Saturday, September 5th. Experience the season debut for both of these new head coaches as they look to kick off 2020 with a bang. Start your fall off right. Head to TexasKickoff.com to join the wait list and be the first to know when tickets go on sale. The pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday mornings. Wait, no, that's bacon, and it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. Since 1946, Blue Ribbon has proudly served Texan families natural smoked bacon and natural casing sausages made from premium ingredients, seasoned for Texas tastes. It's the preferred sausage and bacon of the Houston Texans. Blue Ribbon, it's a Texas tradition. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo? Take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected. Our red diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond. We're perfect at tea. Don't miss a moment of your Houston Texans 365 days a year. Download the Houston Texans mobile app. Welcome back, Texans All Access. We've got John McClain back on the line, and this brings up an interesting point because it is a virtual draft, and like we lost John McClain a little bit earlier, John, uh, what are the possibilities that there might be a technical glitch in the draft this year? (laughs) Well, DP, they have backups to the backup system. You know, I'm sure there's going to be a glitch, but for the way the NFL draft has been for years, they pick up a phone, and they make a call. They dial a number. How how tough is it to pick up a landline and talk to another team about a trade like you always do? And and if the draft was in Vegas, Bill O'Brien or Jack, Jack Easterby would pick up the phone and call the guy in Vegas and say, we're going to take D.P. Sadu in the first round. <laughs> uh, and so they'd go, okay, how easy is that? What they hope to avoid, of course, thunderstorms that can knock out electricity and everything else. I'm amazed at how elaborate some of these general managers have made their download the Houston Texans mobile app. Welcome back Texans all access. We've got John McClain back on the line and this brings up an interesting point because it is a virtual draft. And like we lost John McClain a little bit earlier, John, uh, what are the possibilities that there might be a technical glitch in the draft this year? (laughs) 
Well, DP, they have backups to the backup system. You know, I'm sure there's going to be a glitch, but for the way the NFL draft has been for years, they pick up a phone and they make a call. They dial a number. How, how tough is it to pick up a landline and talk to another team about a trade like you always do? And, and if the draft was in Vegas, Bill O'Brien or Jack, Jack Easterby would pick up the phone and call the guy in Vegas and say, we're going to take D.P. Sadu in the first round. <laughs> uh, and so they go, okay, how easy is that? What they hope to avoid, of course, thunderstorms that can knock out electricity and everything else. I'm amazed at how elaborate some of these general managers have made their rules when you don't have a number one pick. And they didn't. this is only the second time in team history they have met a number one pick. And there was a reason in 2018 because of the trades for Deshaun Watson and Brock Osweiler. So everybody thought Justin Reed was going in the second round. Some people had him in the bottom of the first. And when he was there, Texans took two seconds to take him. Then they took Jordan Akins. They had Mar Martinez Rankin. They traded for Carlos Hyde. So Justin Reed, Carlos Hyde, and uh, Jordan Akins played big roles last year in a team that went to the divisional round of the playoffs. So they need to get players who will produce like that this year and next year. It won't surprise me, DP, because Bill doesn't have first and second round picks next year. He's got an extra four. If somewhere he doesn't do something to acquire another pick like that next year, not a one or two, but another one, and especially because he said it's going to be a veteran type year. So mm -hmm. I think uh, I don't think Bill O'Brien is going to stand still. You know, he's Trader Bill for a reason, and I do expect him to make moves uh, tomorrow and the next day. John, what are your thoughts on veterans getting traded tonight as part of draft picks? Do you think there's a more of a possibility of that because all general managers and head coaches have been in contact more before the draft? It, it seems that teams are trying to work out their trades before the draft begins just in case, just from the reports from NFL Network and, and Ian Rappaport. So I see guys around the league, Bud Dupree was one of them with, with the Steelers, who signed his franchise tender uh, just yesterday or today. And I wonder if in a situation like that, you know, a guy, not necessarily Dupree, but guys like that are just uh, more likely to be traded because they've signed it. And now you know, teams, teams have that option. They're, they're more likely to be traded because they want more money and the teams are not going to pay it. And then you got to find a team, not only who'll give you what you want, but a contract for that player. If you want Yannick Ngakwe of, of uh, Jacksonville, you're going to want a number one pick, but there's only a guarantee you're going to have him one year. Now you can mm. franchise him the next year, then he's not going to show up for the offseason program. And if you trade for a guy, you got to be willing to pay the money his agent's trying to get and give up the compensation the team wants. Sometimes you're better off. Uh, you shouldn't keep a guy that is unhappy and doesn't want to be there, but teams know they want you to have a fire sale. So I do look before this draft's over to see several name players be traded because of money issues. Yeah, it seemed it was a few years ago that the Texans there were t there were talks of uh, was it, it was Ryan Mallett as being part of a trade package during the draft. It never happened, and then it came to fruition several several months later. So uh, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on um, your thoughts on Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski to Tampa Bay. It's a duo that we don't have to see in the AFC anymore. We may never see them again because the Texans already played Tampa Bay last year. But your thoughts on how the NFC South now looks, and then and what about the AFC South? Because 
Uh, is Jacksonville going to get the quarterback of, of the future tonight? No, I think they're going to get two defensive players because they're going to trade in Gakway. They lost, let Marcel Darius go. They traded Calais Campbell. The Jaguars are positioning themselves to get Trevor Lawrence next year, not a quarterback this year. And mm -hmm. because there's not a quarterback this year, except for Joe Burrow, who would compare to Trevor Lawrence. But Trevor Lawrence is the most sure thing coming out next year since Andrew Luck in 2012. So I think that's why they're tra getting rid of veterans for draft choices. So I look for them to draft two young guys on defense, maybe a wide receiver to go with DJ Chark. But uh, I don't see them taking a quarterback. There's a lot of talk. If Tua Tungvaloa were to fall to the ninth spot, I don't think he will. I've got him going to Miami at five, no less than the Chargers at six, that they would take him. But then if they did that, that means they can't be thinking about Trevor Lawrence in next year's draft. So I'm interested in Jacksonville because they're in the AFC South. Should be the worst team. Tennessee doesn't pick till 29th. They've got several needs on defense and offense. So it's uh, that. And uh, the biggest thing for me, DP, are the quarterbacks, Jacksonville. Where do those wide receivers go? In what mm -hmm. order? C.D. Lamb first from Houston or Jerry Judy first from Alabama. There's a lot of intrigue, including possible trades. And I think if there aren't as many trades that people are speculating on, it will have nothing to do with people being at home in this draft. There have been other first rounds in which there weren't many trades. There's a lot of talk, but as, as the late Bud Adams used to say, it takes two to tangle. <laughs> All right, John, uh, Tom Brady and, and Rob Gronkowski, it's a veteran's year, but what about for veterans like them? They're starting off in a new offense, the new head coach. They're starting all over again. They're not going to get a chance to work that offense on the field um, in, a, in a normal offseason like they've had in the past. Do you, do you see a drop-off with Tom Brady going to a new team this year? I think it's great that the Gronk's going down there. It's going to make them more interesting. One thing we remember, which we sometimes forget, Brady will be 43 in, in August. And he started to show some decline last year, but he's smart enough not to try to do things he's not capable of. And Bruce Arians' offense is to send everybody out to have a quarterback take deep drops and just avoid the rush. And he can't do that with Brady because he doesn't take deep drops and he doesn't avoid the rush. But Gronk, who claims he weighs 250, and if he does, it means I weigh 180, he's going to have to beat mm -hmm. back up. It won't mm -hmm. be a problem eating because we're all eating. It's, it's, uh, it's working out. The COVID-19. Yeah, making sure that he puts it to good use. But I think it's great. They see that great story on TMZ Sports. Brady walked into the wrong house, put yep. down two bags, thought it was his offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich, and it was somebody else, and the guy was there. I hope he gave him an autograph and posed for a picture. But the question is, what is Brady doing at Leftwich's house? That's a violation. Mm -hmm. And did mm -hmm. he have footballs in that two big bags, or was he moving in? So Pro Football Talk has a great story about that. And, of course, Roger Goodell's not going to do anything because there have been so many players violating the rules. Nothing's going to happen to him. Oh, I love Tom Brady's Twitter account. He even tweeted about him doing things in Tampa. He calls it Tampa Bay now, T-O-M-P-A, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady in Tampa Bay with Rob Gronkowski. I think that was the best kept secret, Gronkowski coming out of retirement and going with, with Brady to Tampa Bay. All right, how about New England, John? Because now they're in a situation where they don't have 
uh, quarterback of the future. Are they going to wait till the sixth round again to draft their franchise quarterback, or do they take someone tonight with a 23rd pick? I can't wait to see what they do for a quarterback. You have Jameis Winston and Cam Newton out there. Andy Dalton's on the play, play, trade block in Cincinnati. Jared Stidham, the rookie last year from Auburn and Baylor, he threw five passes. Brady threw four as a rookie. If Belichick decides he's going with Stidham, that's good enough for me because everybody <laughs> thought he was nuts in 2001 when he went with Brady. And uh, uh-huh. he's got to get offensive weapons. He doesn't have any offensive weapons, which is one reason Brady left. So they got a lot of work to do on offense. They've lost a lot of their players on defense. And everybody that's going to pick them to win the division, like me, is going to do it because of Bill Belichick not because of anything else. So I'm waiting to see, do they, I don't think they'll draft a quarterback and have two young guys there to go with Brian Hoyer. I think they're more likely to sign a veteran. I think it'd be a great story if Winston or Newton went to work with Josh mm-hmm. McDaniel. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun to see see those either of those quarterbacks go to New England. And, and the Patriots also signed uh, Marquise Lee this week. The Jaguars released him. So they got a little head start on their wide receivers. All right, John, are you working on any stories tonight? I know the Texans aren't picking, but what are you looking for in tonight's draft? Yeah, I'm doing for Texas. All of our stories run on Texas Sports Nation. We got a full set of columns. I got a column at the end of the first round about who's left that the Texans might target in the second round. I've got takeaways, which I do my opinion. uh, When I see five things in the first round that interest me and we'll have coverage all the way through the draft and all next week and, uh, I'm fired up about it, TexasSportsNation.com. DP, thank you very much. Enjoy the draft. Thank you, John. You as well. All right, that's going to do it for Texans All Access, but we've got 17 hours of Texans draft coverage starting next, not all in a row, but during drafting hours, of course. You've got Mark Vandermeer, Andre Ware, Robert Hensley, and John Harris will be back on for Texans Draft Live. That starts at 7 o'clock when the NFL draft starts. So don't go anywhere. They'll have all the coverage from tonight's round one, as well as analysis. Uh, You're not going to get as good analysis anywhere else uh, from these guys, especially as it pertains to the Houston Texans. That's going to do it for Texans All Access. I'm DP Sidhu. Special thanks to John Harris, to John McClain, and to Bridget back in the studio. Thanks to everyone for listening. And as always, go Texans. Don't miss a single thing on your favorite team. Follow us on Twitter at Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio. This is a story about doers. It's also about Houston, teamwork, and... Yeah, I think they heard you the first time. When you're committed to doing good in the community, it helps to have good teammates. So Chevron partnered with the Houston Texans to do good in Houston. Volunteering thousands of hours, working with nonprofits, and helping to make a difference for Houston's youth. These teams bring their A-game on and off the field. Chevron, proud to be the official volunteerism partner of the Houston Texans. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Ah, the pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday morning 
Wait, no, that's bacon. And it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. Everyone is trying to do their part, especially now. And your Ford dealer is built to lend a hand. If your vehicle needs service, just call. Ford service centers are essential to your community and are still open. Find out about pickup and delivery options from participating Ford dealers. Plus, they've implemented enhanced cleaning measures for added peace of mind. After all, you have a lot to take care of. Let us do our part and help take care of you. It's a trillion-dollar economy, and you're right in the heart of it. It's an incubator of innovation, with industries reaching from underground to outer space. It's Houston, and it's fueled by GE. Over 5,000 Houston companies work with GE and leverage knowledge across the company. Engineers, lean manufacturing experts, logistic managers, and more. GE is a leader in dozens of industries around the globe. So whatever your company needs, chances are we have someone with the right expertise, and we're happy to share. GE, imagination at work. Right now, we're all safer at home. But should you need a new vehicle, Hyundai has options to shop online, and a participating dealer can deliver it right to you. Plus, you'll make no payments for four months. To find out more, go to buyhyundai.com. Get 0% APR for up to 84 months and make no payments for four months on the 2020 Tucson or Elantra. Visit your Houston Hyundai dealer online today. Offers end 5420. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com community. You are the barbecue boss, the sultan of spatula. And upon the first bite of Whataburger's new barbecue bacon burger, you think, hey, I could make this. Your barbecue sauce might not be as smoky, and you probably wouldn't put both smoked cheddar and Monterey Jack on it. And you... Wait, is that... bacon? Good thing there's room for more than one poobah of the pit. Good thing there's the new limited-time barbecue bacon burger at Whataburger. Oh. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. 